Welcome to Heart Space, a show that gives you tools to live in alignment, connect to your intuition, and lead from your heart. I'm your host, Sarah Lewis, intuitive life and business coach, and my mission is to empower you to build a thriving business that brings you freedom, abundance, and joy, and allows you to make an impact by following your heart and sharing your truth. This is where you discover how to step in your power as a heart leader, follow your soul purpose, build an online empire, and create conscious wealth and abundance for yourself and your community. All that by serving the world. And let me tell you, this world needs you, your heart, and your light. So are you ready to light up the world and make it a better place? Let's do this. Hi, my loves. Welcome back to Heart Space. Thank you so much for tuning in with me today. And in today's episode, I share a conversation that I had with the wonderful Hannah, who is a psychic medium and an astrologer, and she is truly, truly so talented. Hannah and I worked together for a bit. We worked on launching her business, and I am so proud of the work that she has done and everything that she creates and how she shares her voice and really guides her clients in such a beautiful and powerful way. So I definitely recommend you listen to this entire interview and that you check out her services and maybe book reading with her because they are so powerful. So let's dive in and bring Hannah on. Hi Hannah, thank you so much for being with me on HeartSpace today. I'm really excited to have you as a guest, to talk to you and share your journey with all the listeners. And before we dive into our conversation, I will just ask you the question I ask all of my guests, which is, what was your morning ritual routine like today, if you had any? Yes. Thank you for having me, Sarah. Um, And I, of course, anticipated this question because I love and listen to your podcast regularly. (laughs) Um, And I wish I had more of a set morning routine, but I'm a mom of two young, energetic, spirited children who (laughs) likes to get me up. Um, So that's usually the one thing that I can count on is that my six-year-old will wake me up in the morning, which is fine. Um, (laughs) But from there, I usually like to just take a few moments and kind of just like reconnect with my body. Um, Mm. I like to just take a few minutes and just notice or like give any energy or attention to parts of my body that might seem like maybe I slept on something funny or um, just to reconnect with like all of my limbs and stuff. I know that sounds really funny, but I think there are a lot of us that wake up in the morning and feel like our spirits have just like traveled all over the Mm -hmm. universe and Mm -hmm. we just have to kind of ground back into our physical bodies. So I like to take a few minutes and just kind of check in with myself and see how I'm feeling. I love that. Yeah. And then one thing that I always do, whether I'm awake or still in bed, is practice some silent gratitude. That's something that, um, especially Mm. during these really 
challenging times mm. that we're all in the midst of. Um, just being grateful to get to wake up another day, to have a healthy body, to have a beautiful um, morning hug and snuggle from my daughter and, you know, to just look forward to being able to have another day to accomplish something or for the life that I have. So mm -hmm. I would say beautiful. the other thing too, thank you. Um, the other thing too is coffee. That's a must for me. I know some yeah. other people have some more like beautiful cacao <laughs> rituals or tea and yoga. I, I wish I had time for that. I don't, but I need my French press. So I always make myself a cup of coffee and, and then from there it's, wherever the wind takes me. <laughs> yeah, it is a ritual to make coffee. Honestly, like, uh, so I'm probably one of those people. I usually, I love to have cacao in the morning, but at the mm -hmm. same time, I can't have it every day because then, I don't know, I could, but then it goes away really fast and I need to order again. And I think mm -hmm. it's nice if I keep it like for sacred moments. So I, I definitely have it at least three times a week. But um, more recently with um, being home a lot, I mean, I'm always home a lot because I work from here, but being with this quarantine thing, um, I have gotten back into coffee and experimenting with different types of coffees like um, bulletproof vegan bulletproof also kind of um mm -hmm. some biohacking tips and tricks and things that i won't go into but um i've been really liking my coffee and it has become a little bit of a another part of my ritual as well i have it a yeah. little bit later but i i really like yeah i think it's it's perfect and it's real so thank you for sharing that yeah absolutely and i love it it making coffee for me takes me back to my childhood because I remember mm. as a kid waking up in the morning hearing the sound of my dad grinding the coffee beans mm. and so oh. getting to do that now as uh, an adult with yeah. kids in my house um, I don't know there's like a beautiful connection there that just kind yeah. of takes me back to that place it's a very comforting ritual that I, I do I always grind my own coffee beans and oh, you know whether wow. I'm making drip coffee or French press and sometimes add a little cinnamon or, you know, I like you, mm. I like to kind of play with my coffee, but it's always, it's always just a part of my morning. Um, yeah. and yeah, it's just something that is just kind of ingrained in me in terms of getting my day started. Mm, so nice. And it feels really, I love the smell of coffee. So I just yeah. like, love it, especially when you, you grind your own coffee beans. That smells so good. I used to love it as well as a, yeah. as a child. I, we, we didn't do it at home, but I would just go to the store and we could do it there. Mm -hmm. and it smells so nice. I love the smell of coffee always. Um, so I definitely yeah. get you on that. And it's very grounding as well. So in, it is. in like the ritual sense of it, not always mm -hmm. the effects, but it depends. I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing. And we kind of went on a tangent with the coffee thing, but that's perfect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so I would love for you to introduce yourself to all the listeners and tell us a little bit about you, your journey, what you're doing currently. I know it's very open, but I like it mm -hmm. that way. So if you want to yeah. talk a little bit about your story and everything, that would be so beautiful. Sure, I'd love to. Well, I am a psychic medium and also an astrologer. Um, but I guess if we want to start at the beginning or the nutshell version is I was a very sensitive child, both emotionally and energetically. I always sensed um, spirit without really knowing what it was, mm. but I was just very drawn to anything cosmic 
and otherworldly. And sometimes I felt very connected to that energy. Like when I was outside, I was one of those kids that just like could spend my whole day outside playing out in the forest or the trees or, you know, park, whatever it was. I just loved being outside. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I also would have experiences as a child where I would feel the presence of someone or something around me and I didn't know what it was and it was unsettling to me. Mm-hmm. So as I grew older, I kind of flipped the switch where I just kind of stopped that flow of energy um, and carried on with my life and went to college and and got a business degree. And, um, and from there, I you know, started my adult life, but always still feeling that, that connection to the earth in particular. Um, I was just my family in general, like we spent a lot of time hiking and camping and backpacking growing up. So that was like my refuge. And I always felt very connected to to God to source, if you want to call it that universal connection and energy. There's just something um, very calming and mm. humbling about being out in nature that I, I just really um, connected with. But for me, it was really after becoming a mother for the first time that I felt like something was reignited in me mm. that took me back to sensing and becoming more connected with spirit, but feeling more open and ready to dive down the rabbit hole, if you will. Um, And from there, I think, and I think a lot of moms can probably attest to a similar experience where your, your intuition is just heightened being a mom. It's like, you can Mm -hmm. just anticipate when your kid is sick and you know, something's kind of off or you just have the, the, that second nature, that feeling where you can just kind of anticipate things as they could happen. And that's definitely what it was for me. Um, And I just, kind of leaned into it and allowed that to happen. And um, from there, I found a wonderful spiritual mentor who really helped me understand and come into my gifts. Um, And from there, it's like, I just suddenly felt such purpose and deeper connection and meaning in my life. It's like all the things that seemed so scattered suddenly fit into place beautifully. So love that. Yeah, it's it's it was never my intention to be any kind of spiritual leader or guide or mentor. It really just happened organically. And you mm-hmm. and I have talked about before that um, I'm also a professional makeup artist and I've run a um, artistry business yes. for 10 years. <laughs> and so I've worked with people in a sense of personal transformation on more of a surface level. And I love that. And I crave that one-on-one connection with my client, Mm -hmm. but now leaning into the more spiritual side and getting to mentor people in another way, I still get to help them with transformation in their lives. It's just at a deeper level and it's just really fulfilling. Mm, I love that. And I, I mean, I told you this already because we talked about it, but I love how you had this uh, beautiful business already for 10 years and it was about 
beauty and transformation, yes, on a more external and surface level, but also probably Mm -hmm. touching lives and hearts and talking to people and connecting with them a little bit deeper. I'm sure when you're, you know, spending time with people, you tend to Mm -hmm. do that. Um, And then now you're going even deeper and helping them with their inner transformation and almost like inner beauty in a sense. And I I feel Mm -hmm. like it's so beautiful and so perfect and aligned for you. Thank you. Yeah, it's it was um I wouldn't say it was an easy transition because mm-hmm. it it hasn't been and anyone that's gone through a massive spiritual awakening knows that it is um it is not all rainbows and unicorns. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's a, it's a lot of inner work, but the um it's such an honor to get to work with people at such an intimate level and to yeah. be invited into, you know, their lives and to hold space for them, whether they're dealing with something, you know, traumatic or they're going through a healing journey or they're, or they're opening up and they want to learn more. It's just, um, every time someone invites me into that space, it's just, it fills my heart with such gratitude and love. I just, Mm. I I feel so aligned with my purpose Mm. when I get to connect with people like that. That's so beautiful. And I love that connection, that soul connection as well. It's it's just really, I mean, obviously, like you said, the journey hasn't been easy on a personal level, the personal transformation, and then also probably the transition in life and business going from one mm-hmm. to the other. But then all of that makes it worth it, doesn't it? It does. It absolutely does. Yeah. And yeah, that's so beautiful. And can you tell us a little bit more about, I mean, you said, of course, that you're a psychic medium and astrologer. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a bit more about the work that you do and how you work with people, how you support them, the different ways that are um, available for anyone who wants to work with you, for example? Yeah, so I offer kind of a range of services. Um, I do a lot of intuitive guidance, which people seem to be very drawn to right now, which is no Mm -hmm. surprise. I think the world right now feels very chaotic and there are a lot of us that are really craving um, feeling connected to something more purposeful Mm -hmm. in their life and they want that guidance. Um, So I do um, psychic, psychic intuitive readings where I tap into my client's energy and connect with their spiritual team, both their guides and their angels and channel messages from from their teams to better support um, them in their journey or whatever they're they're facing currently in their life, whatever challenges they might be um, working through. And I, of course, <laughs> read the Akashic Records, which we've mm. talked about a lot, mm-hmm. and love that so much. It's it's just such an incredible experience to get to read someone's records because mm, I feel yeah. like getting to see someone at, at like a soul level at, mm-hmm. you know, it's like connecting with their soul at such a deep level. Um, so I love being able to channel wisdom and guidance from their masters, teachers and loved ones and help them see a larger perspective, a heightened perspective of why things happen in their life or things that have happened to them in a past life and you know help to support and guide them on on their journey Mm. in that way too Mm -hmm. and then i also do astrology readings which are always so fun and so fascinating to me i'm someone Mm -hmm. who 
loves to learn. And when I get excited about a topic, I'm just completely insatiable. Like I want to keep <laughs> reading and, and learning more. I just can't get enough. And that's what I love about getting to read natal charts um, and do forecasting for my clients because everyone's chart is so unique to them and each of their charts holds so much um, potential and wisdom in there and it's just again so fascinating to get to explore a lot of those topics um, you know it can be as simple as personality but also mm-hmm. you know like the wounds that we bring into this lifetime that we're yeah. here to heal and some of those karmic lessons as well it's um it's really fun for me i love i love getting to do that oh wow i love everything you do and i i love how you just blend it all together perfectly and beautifully and it's just incredible and yeah i just love how you also bring your own energy and just essence to all of that it's so beautiful and (laughs) um so we haven't talked on the podcast yet. I mean, I haven't covered it, I don't think. Um, and we didn't talk about spirit guides. That's what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I did talk a lot about the Akashic Records. So could you maybe explain a little bit more for the people who don't really know about spirit guides, don't know mm-hmm. maybe the difference as well with the Akashic Records? Um, I'd love to dive into that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And I this is one of the questions I get all the time is about spirit mm-hmm. guides. Mm -hmm. Um, so everyone is born and when they're incarnated into this lifetime, they are assigned, uh, a guardian, if you will, your, your main spirit guide, but it's a a spiritual energy that is with you from your moment of birth and before you're Mm -hmm. born up until Mm -hmm. the ending of your life. And they are here to help guide and support you. They're like your wingman, if you will, um, where they're always offering assistance and guidance, whether or not you call on them, they're there Mm -hmm. with you. And then we also have um, other guides that are here with us that help us with particular lessons that we might be learning or going through or Mm. particular chapters in our lifetime. So those guides can kind of filter in and out depending on um, what's, you know, what's going on in your life, what stage you're in. So you may at some point have, you know, four guides with you or two or three. It just, it, it really is kind of fluid in that sense, depending on what your soul is um, learning and, and going through. So it's, um, yeah, everyone always wants to know, like, who is their spirit guide? Who, you know, who is their person? (laughs) And I always get questions too, like, you know, is your spirit guide a family member or is it not? And mm-hmm. the the guide that you're born with is not a family member. It's someone that you could have had a past life with. Um, okay. A lot of guides, I, I do I do see that energy connection a lot. Um, and you may have family members that are with you that help support and love you and guide you as well. But th- their their purpose is different than your your spirit guide um, mm. and your spiritual team. Mm-hmm. So that is something I want to clarify because well, thank you. Yeah. People have questions about that. Yeah, yeah and I'm then sure people have a lot to, of questions. <laughs> yeah, it's you know it's just such a and it's so personal. You know, everyone's guides have such different energies, and when I do readings for people, I always like to describe to them the energy of their spiritual team um, mm-hmm. because it's always different. Sometimes 
guides will present themselves to me simply as like a feeling and an energy. Sometimes it's a color. Sometimes they'll present themselves to me in like a physical form and I can um, pinpoint their features and they can, you know, I can tell what they would have looked like Mm. in, in their human body. So, you know, it's all very unique and personal and I love that, you know, we all have our own energetic beings around us that are yeah that are there amazing. whether or not we call on them yeah oh i love that um and can you even like of course you you do that in reading so you can help people kind of connect to their spirit guides but um mm-hmm. can you sense other people's spirit guides sometimes even without like having a reading with them Yes, sometimes I can. Um, And it really depends. Like when I'm out at the grocery store, like I'm not picking up on people's spirit guides. Yeah, okay. (laughs) But um, like when I sit in development circles, sometimes I can Mm -hmm. pick it up. Um, It may not always, uh, they may not always present themselves. Like I may not always pick up like, oh, this is a spirit guide versus I I will feel like a male energy that feels... Okay. um, different than a family connection it's just a different um energetic vibration Mm -hmm. but yeah I do I can I can I can sense that and it's more just being open to that energy and inviting them into the space because other people's guides are not going to come to me unless I um give them the opportunity to come close and or the invitation of course yeah that makes sense thank you Mm-hmm. And do you have any tips for anyone who would like to try connecting with their own spirit guides? Oh yeah, of course. So I think meditation is a fabulous tool for connecting with their spirit guides. However, I think a lot of people are really intimidated um, by doing that because mm. if you've never done meditation before, it can seem like a very overwhelming task. You're not sure if you're doing it right. You second guess you know, the information that's coming in. So I love automatic writing, which Mm -hmm. puts you in a very receptive state. You know, you want to do a little bit of breath work before that, but it really is just clearing your mind and allowing the guidance to come in and just write down whatever comes to you. Mm -hmm. And if you, on my website, I have a a guide that I've put together that you can download that walks you through all the steps on how to do automatic writing. If that's something that seems like it might resonate with you better than meditation, mm-hmm. but really connecting with your guides is, 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 is a very personal, um, uh, a very personal act. So it's, it's really how you feel called to connect with them. So that could be meditation, that could be automatic writing, that could be taking a walk and being out in nature where it's quiet um, and just sensing the energy around you. Um, It could be through art and color Mm -hmm. and painting. You know, everyone has a different way, but Mm. I think it's the most important thing is to just set the intention, whatever modality you want to use. If you're setting the intention, to connect with your guides they're always going to come through for you they're never going to leave you hanging Mm. you just have to be open that however they choose to come through for you you know just trust that you know that's them that that's their energy um and the more that you connect with them the more familiar you will become with that energy um and to trust your own intuition 
knowing that they're speaking to you. Mm, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I have your guide on how to connect with um, spirit guides, and it's amazing. So I will link, um, I mean, your website where they can find that, where anyone who would like to do that can find mm -hmm. it in the show notes. And because you mentioned intuition, I'd love for you to maybe explain a little bit of the difference between intuition and spirit guides. I mean, it seems Mm -hmm. obvious maybe to some but maybe for some people it's not super clear so that would be amazing yeah so intuition for a lot of us is kind of just that gut feeling that you get it's that um it's it's that higher self just knowing whereas mm -hmm. when you're actually receiving information from your spirit guides that can be through a lot of your clairs so for me in particular i'm very clear audience so i hear um I hear messages from my guides. Um, it's not in like a different voice or anything. It literally just sounds like my own thoughts speak mm. in my mind. But the it's like the tone in which the information flows is not how I would phrase things. So that is how mm -hmm. I differentiate the information that's coming through. Okay. Some people are very clairvoyant. So their spirit guides might give them pictures um, or like a flash of like a movie reel in their mind's eye where they might receive information that way. They might be clairsentient where they're just, um, they're, they get a feeling from it, which I get that a lot as well. Like mm -hmm. I really pick up on um, the feelings that the, that my guide or other people's guides want to bring through. There's a lot of different ways, claircognizance yeah. where you just have a knowing, but it is a different, um, it's just a different feeling. When I connect with my guides, I have like a, I almost feel like a quickening in my body. I, I sense a higher energy, um, almost like a buzzing feeling mm -hmm. in my like auric field. And it's, it's something that I've come to just recognize and it feels different than um, when I connect with other people's spiritual um team energy it's mm. it's just kind of like you recognize it just like you would recognize someone's voice yeah. you know um you just you you become comfortable with how they reach out to you yeah i love that that's a really good example thank you for sharing um and how about with the akashic records how would you explain that yeah. i love it i haven't talked about yeah. them in a while so <laughs> Yeah, so same thing in terms of feeling the energy of the Akashic Records. When I channel wisdom and guidance from people's masters, teachers, and loved ones, it, there's always um, a tone of voice, if you will, mm. at least for me, that feels different than how I would describe or write or speak something. Um, sometimes people's um, masters, teachers, and loved ones will have like a formal tone sometimes they're like a really good sense of humor but mm. the differentiation between how I would speak and how I would come up with something on my own versus the information that's given to me is not um it, it's just not my personality if you will yeah yeah and I also feel a quickening when I access the records and everyone's energetic space their um, their records feels different mm -hmm. you know and everyone's masters teachers and loved ones have a different energy to them as well um 
but it feels it feels it's hard to explain but it just feels like at a higher (laughs) it feels at a higher vibration and I feel it farther up um above my crown above my crown chakra whereas when I connect with someone's spirit guides and their spiritual team I feel it more in front of me and behind me so Mm. it's just um and that's just how my body's come to recognize that energy but yeah it's it is so hard to explain energy when you can't see it. It's um, but that's the best way that I can I, I can put into words. It's just oh, a yeah. different recog- you know you just recognize the energy in a different space, if mm-hmm. you will. Yeah, I think it has to do with kind of the almost I don't know if it's multidimensional or something else, but I I, mm-hmm. I definitely get what you're saying. So it's hard to explain yeah. with words because it's just something that doesn't really make sense to the logical minds so we don't have mm-hmm. really words for that you have to kind of ex- experience it for yourself I think <laughs> to really understand yeah. yeah right but thank you right. for and clearing that up though <laughs> yeah absolutely I mean they're both so I mean both topics are so fascinating and obviously so um rich with with the type of guidance that they can give yeah but when people ask me like when they're thinking about the type of um, service that they wanted that they want to get mm-hmm. if they're interested in getting like an intuitive reading or an akashic records reading i always think well what kind of guidance are they looking for are they looking for something mm. super specific or do they mm-hmm. want a bigger picture of what's going on because mm. if they want a heightened perspective about what's going on in their life the potential that there is in their life or something that could have influenced them but all from a like a bird's eye view, if you will, then I recommend an Akashic Records reading. Yeah. But if they want more specific guidance to like um, something that's happening on the day-to-day or with their current challenge, um, I don't want to say specific, that's the wrong word, but in more of a 3D plane versus like a 5D perspective, if you will, Mm -hmm. then I recommend a an intuitive reading oh, okay beautiful I love that and I can definitely I haven't done like intuitive readings or with uh, work with spirit guides and things like that but with the records I definitely see that it's usually very general and not specific and really um, for me at least always always goes back to the fact that time is not linear and yes. that it doesn't really matter like even sometimes what's happening currently in that plane in that mm-hmm. level of consciousness so yeah totally thank you for that yeah yeah I, I would, you put that perfectly much better than I could have explained it in no, a short it, amount it, of time I think it, it kind of it just really brings the two together so thank you for your explanation it makes a lot yeah. of sense and clears things up a lot so thank you for that um that's so fascinating I I love it and I just love how how intuitive you are and how connected you are to all of these I don't know entities or I don't even know Mm. how to say it but yeah I love how connected you are and can support people so much especially during times like right now and I'm sure you're having a lot of work right now with everyone just wanting some guidance and clarity I guess what Mm -hmm. what do you feel is most needed right now that's a very general question but what do you feel is most needed for people 
whether what you see or sense or have experienced yeah. with your clients? Well, I'm getting a lot of questions about, um, am I on the right path? And I think that, you know, that's a general question that we always mm -hmm. have, yeah. regardless of the global pandemic or not. Um, but I do sense that we are going through much, uh, much more of a heightened spiritual awakening right now yeah. on a collective level. And so I'm getting a lot of questions about trying to make sense of, of experiences that people are having that have kind of thrown them for a loop and they it's like they want the validation that they're not crazy yeah. um and I've been there when I when I really when I was really cracked open by my own spiritual awakening it was a lot of questioning what is going on you know <laughs> am I crazy is this real someone please validate this for me so mm -hmm. I get a lot of those kinds of questions mm. um but I also sense that people really need grounding right now. They really are just so um, swept up in the fear and the worry and the chaos that there is this yearning and this thirst for getting back to like our center and our core and really wanting to understand and connect with the most inner part of ourselves. Because, yeah. you know, I think that's, in some ways it's human nature, but it's also part of our soul's journey that when everything feels chaotic, what feels the most safe? It's that internal place inside of ourselves where we can draw a lot of strength from. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But we're not always sure how to get to that place. So, you know, offering people a, a sacred and safe place to explore some of those topics and to give them the tools to connect with the deeper part of themselves with their heart space and their higher, mm -hmm. higher self as well, mm -hmm. um, is something that can bring a lot of value to their life, but also can soothe a lot of fear and anxiety mm. that I think, um, a lot of us suffer from. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that too. I think that's very needed. And the work that you do right now is, perfectly aligned it's just how I mean I think we I think I mentioned this to you but I feel like how it all started for you or really accelerated for you was perfect divine timing so that you could also support people during times like these mm -hmm. and it's just so beautiful what you're doing yeah it is I mean I just have to kind of look back and laugh a little bit because when I, I always sensed that at some point there would be a shift in my career and I just didn't yeah. know when that would be. I never had it set in stone like, all right, well, at this point in time, I'm going to focus a lot of my energy into building a spiritual business. It was yeah. never like that. You know, I, I have had this amazing um, artistry career, which I'm still involved in, but mm -hmm. it was like around the time of the pandemic where I was no longer able to work as a makeup artist. It yeah. was like suddenly people were, were still coming to me, but it's like they wanted a different kind of uh, service. They, they needed this guidance. And so it was um, a really natural progression for me to just kind of pivot into this, into yeah. this work and absolutely divine timing it you know yeah. nothing felt forced or rushed it just it laid out in in the way that it should um mm. so yeah That's I guess I could beautiful. say <laughs> I'm lucky but I also trust that and and this is the same for everybody you know the universe supports mm -hmm. what is for our ultimate purpose and our greatest yes. good but we have to trust 
that it's going to happen when it should. Yes, I think so. And I feel like a lot of the time we tend to want to rush things or figure every detail out. And, you know, you didn't have a set date on when you wanted to go, like, I guess, all in almost in this new business, the Mm -hmm. spiritual part. But if we get stuck in trying to control all the details, the timing, like this and then and, you know, dates and stuff like that, then that can be a little bit that can be overwhelming and I feel can block us from the beauty that is there and that is meant for us. And it's all unfolding in divine timing all the time. Yeah. We just need to trust yeah. and surrender. <laughs> yeah, which is hard. I mean, shifting. It's hard. I know it's just, but it's really hard to just do that. <laughs> it totally is. And I think for a lot of us that have been preconditioned or raised to, mm-hmm. you know, that success is only manifested through the masculine flow to shift into the feminine realm of being open and receiving and giving yourself the space to explore as things are created is really difficult. And I, for one, struggle with that a lot. I mean, um, I've always been type A control freak wanted to schedule and plan and have everything set in stone and I know I'm like that too (laughs) yeah it's hard um so there was some surrender there of just being like you know what this is going to happen when it's going to happen and I think you know looking back and and putting my website together is like kind of the perfect analogy for all of that where I I wanted to force Mm -hmm. having everything in place on the website with all of the all of the visuals and everything perfectly done ASAP and um it didn't happen that way I it it completely blocked up my energy and I had to like really step back and just allow what I wanted to come through in terms of a feeling of how I wanted people to receive Mm me um and once I had that down everything else just kind of fell into place. But I had to relinquish the control yeah. about it being like, this goes here and this is the picture that's going to go there and it has to all be perfect and done by this date. <laughs> Such a struggle. <laughs> I know, it's the hardest. I'm like that too. And I know how hard it is to surrender and just really go with the flow and be open to what really wants to come through you and unfolds. But it's such a beautiful place when you find it. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like that's when the most authentic work happens. Yes, yeah. Because we're not Absolutely. we're not limiting ourselves. Yeah. Whether it's a date or anything else that we're trying to, you know, manifest or mm-hmm. take flight. Um, once we start putting in those restrictions, it's like we're we're not allowing ourselves the full potential of what could be. That's so true. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was a very much needed reminder. So thank you for that. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and. I love when the conversation just flows as well, but we didn't talk much about astrology. So I'll just ask you one question uh, about astrology, which is kind of general, but what is like your favorite or what are your favorite aspects in a chart when you look at someone's chart that really helps you kind of get a sense of the person and their personality or anything like that? That's like the most powerful. Yeah, that's such a great question because with astrology, it is it really is an art. It really is an interpretive art. And yeah. I love I love connecting with other astrologers and learning how they read charts because everyone has a different approach of where they start ah. and how they, you know, interpret 
the relationships between the planetary bodies and the house and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But for me, the things I look at right away are the rising sign and the moon. Those those are the two things that I really kind of zero in on. And mm-hmm. of course, everyone's, I think, familiar with their sun sign because yeah. that's like, when you think about astrology and your sign, like that's, it's based on, you know, where the sun was when you were born. However, for me and when I do interpretation, I look at the rising sign because mm. that's where, that's, that's where your personal energy is geared towards um, where you're supposed to shift your energy in your relationships, in your soul's progression, in um, your career. Some people like to call your rising sign or your, your ascendant like the mask that you wear in public, but mm. I don't see it that way. I see it more as like it's the outer layer of who you are. So it's like the mm-hmm. skin of your body it's very much just as authentic as your soul is it's just a different um energetic progression and with the moon sign your moon is all about how you need to be nurtured and cared for it's like the um the mother energy so it's how you need to be nurtured but it's also how you nurture others and Mm -hmm that emotional part of ourselves. I think it's easy to look at like the things that we like and how we behave, but like when it comes down to it, we're all emotional creatures, but there is a vast spectrum of how we um, project and digest and reflect our emotional states. And I see this a lot with couples too, where they'll be, you know, whatever difficulties that they have, a lot of it comes down to their moon signs because it it's like how they need to be nurtured and how they care for others can mm-hmm. be completely opposite. Yeah. If you have if you have someone that's got a very analytical sign, so like maybe like an earth sign like a Capricorn moon who um may have a harder time expressing some of those um more poetic aspects of, of their um emotional self versus someone that may have like a Libra moon or a Cancer moon who's very emotional or connected to um, like the uh, kind of like the romance of the emotional spectrum. There, mm-hmm. There's a lot of um, discongruity with all of that. Like it doesn't, it, it, you know, people don't feel like they're being seen or heard or, yeah. you know, cared for in the same way. And so I know in my own marriage, um, my husband and I have very different moon signs. I'm a Pisces moon, so I'm like okay. emotions, a little crybaby. <laughs> yes, lots of feelings. I'm off in my like own daydream world. And my husband's a Capricorn moon, so he's very analytical, focused oh, on a okay. plan, and um, he's very like hardworking. He's got a very strict work ethic, and so okay. understanding that for him to be nurtured and loved is to have. Um, uh, someone that sees him for who he is and uh, honors and cares for him in a way that supports him being able to be of service to others is really helpful. Yeah. Whereas I need to feel nurtured and cared for by someone that allows me the space to feel the spectrum of my feelings, however mm-hmm. wide and vast they are. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are two things that I, I really love to, 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 uncover for people. I think it's 
a lot of aha moments when they understand that. And there's one thing I want to mention about the rising sign too that I forgot to say is that a lot of people when they read like their horoscopes, they they tell me that they don't feel like they align with it or they don't yeah. feel like they resonate with their, their sun sign. And that's because a lot of times the horoscopes are written for your rising sign. Oh, interesting. So that's yeah, really so good. if you see a daily horoscope, read it for your your rising sign instead. And I know a lot of people in general um, feel more aligned with their with their rising sign with that energy. Mm, um, so interesting. Thank you for that tip. Yeah. I think it's really helpful. Well, in in my case, I have like both um, like sun and rising in Sagittarius. Um, (laughs) but then my moon is in Leo. So for a long time, I was like, just so focused on like, I'm Sagittarius, da da da. But then there are some things that didn't really make sense. And I think Mm -hmm. the Leo moon makes a lot of sense. But how would you explain that? Just like out of, I mean, we already had a reading and I already had a reading, which was amazing, but just Mm -hmm. to kind of share as well, um, the Leo moon and the difference between like the Sagittarius energy, because they're both fire. So I was like, oh, I'm supposed to be much more of a fire kind of energy. And I'm Mm -hmm. not always like sometimes I am, but (laughs) yeah, well, Sagittarius has a very philosophical energy to it. It loves to like learn and glean a lot of wisdom, but it has a very expansive big picture, um, energy. Mm-hmm. So it's like the the world traveler, which yeah. totally fits you. However, the Leo moon is, it's the, the Leo is very courageous and brave, not always like um, extroverted, like some people think. I think that's kind of a stereotypical. Yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Aspect that we put on Leo, but Leo also is just, it's, it's the sign that wants to like support the underdog. And when they love they love big. So for Leo moons in particular, like they're the people that show very grand, just love towards other people. Um, and they want to show it in a big way. So that would be me. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, and so I would say those are the, those are the, the big differences. I mean, you can have, that's the thing about astrology. It's so interesting is that you have all of these qualities. You don't fit under yeah. one sign. We all yeah. embody aspects of every single sign because the houses are ruled by every mm-hmm. sign of the zodiac. Mm-hmm. And we could, you know, totally get into all these like really detailed um, <laughs> conversations oh, I about love it. secondary <laughs> charts and progressions and everything like that. But the reality is you can't just fit under one side. And I right. think that's just kind of a misnomer when it comes to astrology for people just starting out or if you don't know much about it. It's it's such a it's such a tapestry of energy. And that's really the beauty the the beauty when it comes to the interpretation of people's charts yeah. is weaving all of those energies together because humans are complicated beings, mm-hmm. you know? Who we are on Monday might be different than how we're expressing on Absolutely. Friday. <laughs> so to be able to kind of understand the basic spectrum of those energies that we embody is is really um, it's really fascinating. But it's it also very supportive and I think validating to feel mm-hmm. seen for um, you know all of the range of of emotions and behaviors and personality aspects and talents and gifts and also like the areas that we struggle with too yeah yeah because it does also i mean obviously there's a shadow aspect to 
pretty mm-hmm. much everything. So if you look at the signs, for example, like we were talking about, there's also the shadow aspect, like, um, and obviously moon rising, probably sun as well. So it's really, it's so mm-hmm. fascinating. Like I, I feel like we could talk just about that for hours and I wish I had, totally. I mean, I need to <laughs> obviously study more, but I'm so fascinated and I love when people like you really understand it because you also love learning but you've really gone deep and you know what you're talking about and you're passionate about about all of it and you can really feel that so it's so amazing oh thank you it's been such a beautiful conversation thank you so much for everything that you shared and I guess my last question will be how can we find you and where can we connect with you obviously you have your website that i will link in the show notes and everything else um every other place we can find you but just let us know where you're at um and how people can connect with you yeah so i'm at divine sky mystic.com you can find me on instagram at divine sky mystic those are the two places that i am most successful um, feel free to reach out with questions and yeah, I just, I look forward to connecting with, with lots of you. Mm, yay. I definitely recommend that everyone who resonated with this conversation, reach out to Hannah and connect with you because, um, you're such a beautiful soul. So thank you so much for oh, everything you that you've so. shared, all the wisdom, the love and yes, everything. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.